Welcome to episode three of the PL Surge podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Nix, Professional Learning Coordinator for CMCSS. I'm joined once again by Brian Hampton, who facilitates our learning management system. Brian, as we highlight professional learning journeys, we wanted to share some leadership journeys as well. That's right. Leadership journeys take shape in a lot of different ways. In this episode, we get to hear what it's like to go from being a teacher to being an assistant principal and what that path looked like. In CMCSS, we also have leadership academies, which emphasize learning and leading from where you are in our district. Our guests today are both proud graduates of some of our CMCSS leadership academies. We are excited today to have Brandy Walker and Jason Green from Northwest High School here to talk about their year and their role at their school. So let's start with Brandy. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So this is my 10th year with CMCSS. I've actually um, sort of just wrapped up my first year as being an administrator. I stepped into this role around December 9th of last year, but with the pandemic, who, who can say at this point how long I've been doing it? Um, the entirety of my time in CMCSS has been spent at Northwest. I actually even did my student teaching here. Um, I was an English teacher in ninth and 10th grades for seven years. And then I worked for about a year and a half as a school support coordinator. And now I am in this role as an assistant principal. So currently I oversee the Health Science Academy, um, our AVID program, ACT instructionally for the school, testing, um, RTI, and senior class for discipline and supporting students in that grade. How about you, Jason? I am, uh, I'm in the middle of my 14th year with CMCSS. Uh, my second year with Northwest. I spent the first 12 at Rossview High School as a math teacher. As assistant principal at Northwest, I am over athletics, ninth grade, discipline, half of the junior class, and I get to work with our math department with collaboration. As you as you were talking about the different roles, both each of you talking about your different roles, I was thinking about your moving from a, a classroom role into an administrative role and uh, just time management, how you had to, you know, what was the process like for reorienting yourself to all the different things that you have to do? Could you walk us through what that was like? So I, I was really curious. I had a little bit of a different experience than Jason because he came straight from the classroom and I was in that school support coordinator role for about a year and a half. So it was an interesting experience because I was within the admin team, but I was without um, because I worked with them a lot. So I was always curious in that role, like I'm pretty busy right now. Are they busier than I am? I'm not sure. Um, and in that first week of being an administrator in the middle of December, whenever I kind of got thrown into the water, um, which was good my calendar blew up and I couldn't go through a day without looking at my calendar anymore. So it is a very different situation from being a teacher where your um, day is kind of dictated by the bells. Um, as an administrator, the day is kind of your oyster and you can either use your time really efficiently or if you are not purposeful with using your time, um, you can squander it very easily on stuff that is what I call not big potatoes. So not the stuff that's really gonna make an impact in your building. 
I was really lucky. I think I had a lot of models. So I kind of knew that that was coming down the pipeline and something that I needed to give attention to. So for me, that looks like at the beginning of every week, I actually do it on Sunday evenings. I budget out ideally what I would like for my week to look like so that time doesn't get away from me. And something that's kind of been a point of growth and continues to be for me, I'm a really type A personality. So it's really easy for me to get sideways if my schedule doesn't go exactly the way I want it. Um, but with an administrator, you can have upset parents, upset students, situations you have to help with in the building. Um, so sometimes schedules do get messed up. But what I've kind of found is if you're intentional on the front end with trying to budget your time, it makes your week go more smoothly and it's easier to manage. You know, coming from straight from the classroom, I thought I knew what busy was trying to teach algebra two in a 45 minute class period. And when I got ready to move into the administrative role, uh, someone told me, they said, you think you're busy now? Just wait. And um, yeah, truer words have never been spoken. Luckily, I am a non-type A personality. It, it's true. You do wear lots of different hats in an administrative role from one moment to the next. You really don't know what role you're going to be playing. And every day is unique. You know, I do, I do sit down in the mornings where Brandy said she likes to do it on a Sunday. I'm more of a get here early kind of person. Look at my day. This is what I want to accomplish. And she's right. You do have to be very purposeful with your time. There are certain things, there are certain things that have to be non-negotiables that have to be done. And at the end of the day, if you can get those accomplished and hopefully check off a few others, then, then you count it as success. So Brandy, you called them the big potatoes and Jason, you said the things you need to accomplish. So what are those things? Jason's a little bit more eloquent than I am. Um, for me, and, and I think that those, um, non-negotiables, I'll go to what Jason's calling them. It sounds a little bit nicer. I think that those are different for everybody. For me, and I would say in this building, instruction is what anchors us. Um, and we always go, go back to what is best for the student. So for me, what that looks like, um, is I, I don't, I can't affect change from inside my office. So I want to be in classrooms. I want to be having conversations with students. I want to be having conversations with teachers so they understand that at the end of the day, what I draw success with is if they are all successful. Before I answer, I do want to say thank you. I have never been referred to as eloquent. I don't think, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just speaking in idioms. It's okay. It's yeah. Okay. It's, you know, she, she's, she, she really hit the nail on the head when she spoke about instruction. You know, it's, it's, the, the number one purpose of an administrator is an instructional leader. And if you don't make time to, to work with your teachers, to work with your collaborative groups, to talk to students about academics, that, that to me is, is number one. That has to be in the fore, forefront of everything you do. You know, at the end of the day, our job is to, is to put everyone in the best position we can for them to be successful, whether it's the teacher in the classroom or the student who is trying to, to gather that information that's, that's going to get them where they need to be. So, you know, when we talk about those non-negotiables, that's really what, what you have to start with. 
that has to be the building block and the foundation of, of your day is taking care of that first and then fitting in all the other little things that you can. With, with all these things that you have to do in mind, it makes me ask the question, what pointed you in the direction of becoming an administrator? Is it something that you were, did you know a long time ago that you wanted to be an administrator or was there a particular, you know, event or situation that you found yourself in that made you think, you know what, I think I want to move into the administration role. Well, I'll, I'll speak to that one first. Um, I, I'll be perfectly honest. You know, when I first got into education, I did not think about, well, I, I didn't think about administration as a, as a future. You know, I got into education because I really, I love teaching. And, and to this day, when I walk through a classroom, especially if it's a math classroom, I, I may stop and, and try to help a kid with, with a problem or two, just because I still, I still love the math. But, you know, once, once I got into this world, there were some people who, who influenced me and, and just seeing the way that they interacted with others. I think that was, that was what drew me to, to administration really is I am a people person. I do um, really enjoy that, that relationship, that, that conversation I can have with, with a person. I really tried hard when I was in the classroom to develop those, those relationships with my students because I always felt like you could teach them easier and better if, if they knew that you cared about them. So when I would see my administrators out in the hallways between classes and after school and before school, and they're talking to everyone and they're saying hi, I thought, you know, they're, they're really doing the same thing I am. They're just doing it on a larger scale. And, and I think that was really the number one draw. I, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of Jason's answer. Um, whenever I was a new college graduate, teaching was all that I had on the brain. And there was even a point I can remember where my dad mentioned that someday I might be in school leadership. And I said, no, like I'm going to teach until I die. But then a very similar thing happened um, to what Jason was describing. I, I got to watch really great leadership at Northwest, um, not, not just in the principal role, but in people that were on leadership team. So teacher leaders and other school leaders that were just doing really great things at our school and then just, I, I love leadership, everything about it, learning it, doing it, talking about it. And I started to make those connections. You know, I'm, I'm a tested teacher, so I'm affecting 180 kids every day. But through these leadership efforts, these people are still teaching or still doing things that are educationally based, but they're affecting more. So they're just seeing more of an opportunity um, moving up to not just grow students, but adults as well. And um really make some connections. So that, that was what prompted me to move into administration. So as administrators, what are some of your biggest successes? My biggest successes are whenever teachers and students are successful. It, it's not about us. And I don't know that you really can be an effective instructional leader if you do think it's about you. At the end of the day, it's about the kids. Actually, the last batch of kids that I taught actually graduate this year. And um, I had the opportunity to have a conversation with a few of them the other day through walkthroughs, and they were sharing with me their ACT scores, which were very good. Th like that success to me, like that ending where the kids realize that they have their the tools in their tool belts to be successful. And then the ultimate pleasure of being an educator period to me is graduation. 
I don't know the way other schools do it, but our kids march through um, a tunnel of faculty and staff. I always tell the kids, I got to see them whenever they were freshmen. And then that final, before they walk across the stage, the culmination of everything that high school's about, I get to see that scared little freshman again, but I know they're ready to take on the world. That's success to me. And the fact that our teachers, um, we have fantastic teachers in this building and the fact that they believe and they know that they contribute to that and they can grow our kids. I measure success by that because if our teachers don't believe that, and they don't believe that they have the tools to impact change, I'm not doing my job. Um, so that's the kind of thing that's going on here. So I consider our whole admin team to be successful. She hit on a lot of really key points. I, I'm, I'm gonna add one thing to it is uh, working with freshmen. They're new to the building. And sometimes, you know, they're not the best about wanting to open up and, and make relationships with adults. And, and what really always makes me feel good is, is when you're really working with that, that one individual and you're, you're working and you're persistent. And then one day when they come up to you and you said hi to them for the hundredth time, and then it's, Hey, Mr. Green. And they start talking to you. And then the next thing you know, they're coming up to tell you how they raised their grade up in this class because you talk to them about it and you, you know, you, you continually ask them, how's it going? You know, what, what are things looking like? And it, it lets them know that somebody cares. When they start doing that, then I know that next year and the next year, and then when they become seniors, there's still going to be that open communication that, that you know, we worked really hard to, to start with. That's, that's a success for me. Moving from the, uh, the successes, what kind of challenges did you, did you face when you first moved into the role and how have those challenges changed with the uh, appearance of COVID-19? You refer to them as challenges. I, I call them growing points, I guess, because it makes me feel better. Um, and the fact that I feel like if, if I'm not growing every day, I'm, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. So um, Jason and I, we've kind of mentioned we're in different situations. I'm in the building where I've been for the past nine years, this is my 10th. So the, the biggest um, growing point for me that I'm still going through, I feel better about it than I did um, whenever I first started was a benefit of me being in the building that I've been in is a lot of the relationship building was already done. Um, I still focus a lot on relationships, but through my working here, people knew me. They, they know my character. Um, they know my expectations and what I'm about and what I'm not. So some of that groundwork was already laid, but the growing point that comes with that is it's really difficult. People you've, you've worked with and you've been part of their families and you've had birthdays, um, drawing that line and creating a new relationship, um, which sometimes includes not being so much part of um, those friendship situations anymore just because it blurs the lines. And then also what I call just hard conversations. So conversations where you have to reinforce expectations and accountability and things like that, because people mess up and people can also always grow. Those conversations are a real growing point for me because they're not comfortable. So um, th that's been a real big challenge um, that, I'm, that I'm continuing to navigate myself. So new challenges um, considering COVID-19 I, it's just been a year of survival, um, to be quite honest. And I, 
dragging everybody across the finish line. So making teachers and students and parents all feel like they're heard while still trying to hold together some sense of accountability. So whenever this eventually dies out, our expectations and standards and who we are are still there. Navigating that and trying to keep people at some level of satisfaction has been, it's been a little cumbersome this year. Yeah, I think, I think she's right. You know, we did come at this from different angles. I came into this building um, completely new, um, not really being familiar with anyone. Um, And, you know, it was, it was difficult at first because when you get ready to leave a school, you know, that you've been at for over 10 years, you developed a lot of relationships and friendships and, and, you know, it it was tough. Um, It was exciting. And it, it really didn't take long to realize that, that that was, um, wasn't, it was something I didn't need to worry about this, this, this community, this Northwest community of teachers and staff and, and just everyone who makes up Northwest has been so welcoming and, and just open arms, come on in, you're a part of us now. It has really been uh, a wonderful experience. As far as COVID goes, yeah, survival is the number one thing right now. Um, the classroom with, with so many students on virtual, it's been a really big challenge for a lot of our teachers and, and our staff. Um, the, the consistent shuffling of today you're here, tomorrow you may be out for contact tracing. So how can we continue to, to, to serve you um, to make sure that you're getting what you need? And, and I will also add athletics has been, has been a challenge, um, in, in itself. It, you know, we, we tried to maintain as much, uh, normalcy and consistency as we can, because, you know, for a lot of our students, athletics are very important and it's, it's been, it's been a, a really difficult time. It's been a challenging time. It's been a rewarding time. Um, and it continues to be. And so, you know, that's roll with it. That's been, that's been our motto. We roll with it. We're going to make the best of it we can. And, um, and we'll come out on the other side of this thing stronger. As part of your professional learning journey, you were both involved in some of our district leadership academies. Will you share some of your experiences while participating? So um, I think I've done all three that can be offered. I did the CMCSS leadership, aspiring administrators, and then I did advanced leadership academy. Something I can remember from aspiring administrators was we did the Myers-Briggs. Being in a room and hearing all of the different types of leaders that I, that I, even though they weren't necessarily like me, but I still very much considered them strong leaders hearing that you can do things in different ways. um, That was really eye opening because being a type A personality, sometimes I think it's my way or the highway. And um, that's been a big growing point for me from that is, is learning that I work with people that have a variety of characters and attitudes and beliefs that they bring to the table, but you put it all together and it works. Um, because you fill in gaps that other people have um, and complement each other in different ways. And then as far as um, the leadership series and advanced leadership academy, 
in both of those, I was in rooms with people I wouldn't normally be in rooms with. So um, people from operations and transportation and custodial workers and warehouse workers and on-site. And from that, it just really gives you a bigger picture of, of even though to me, like nor Northwest is it. Like I, I wake up every day and I'm excited to come here. Northwest is, a, is an important, but it's a small piece of the puzzle just all of those perspectives, it makes it easier to understand. Sometimes whenever decisions are made that you don't understand, there's this huge network of people that make things happen. Um, so having that broader perspective, I just think that that makes me a well-rounded leader. So that's something I can re really remember that I enjoyed from both of those experiences. I got to participate in the, in the leadership academy the the beginning leadership academy um quite a while ago and it's it's interesting because every once in a while a name will pop up in an email and um i remember that name they were they were in that and, and it was it was people from all over all over the district and then I, I had the opportunity to participate in the aspiring administrator academy and i think a couple of things i took from that one was really a better understanding of how our district works. It's you, you get that, you get that aerial view, you know, it's really, it's really easy when you're just in the classroom to forget or, or to really not understand how many working pieces go together to make up CMCSS. There are lots of moving parts that you don't see on a daily basis. If, if you're in the classroom and, and it, the academy gave me a really good understanding of of really the structure and the workings uh behind the scenes i guess of of our district and then I, the other thing that i took from it the big thing um we studied a lot of mccrell some of the leadership uh traits and this the difference between first order change and second order change really it, it started hitting me when i when i took this role as administrator and, and, you know, what I may view as a small change, not necessarily insignificant, but, but small to, to a person in the classroom may be huge, may be life changing and altering. And, and just that, that, that understanding of how we perceive the changes and especially right now in the times we're in, um, how, how your perspective can really play a, a big part in that. And I think that that McCrell training and the discussions we had in our aspiring administrator Academy, uh, they, they better prepare me to be ready for that and to, to go at it with a, maybe a different lens. Okay. So this kind of lead, leads into something that it's, it's a question that some people hate, some people love, some people think this way and some people don't. So, uh, you hear often, what is your five-year plan? You know, some people operate on two-year plans, five-year plans, two-day plans. What, what do you think about five-year plans? And do you have one? Um, five-year plans. I, I don't know that I've ever in my life had a five-year plan. Um, I, I think back to my freshman English teacher in high school had a poster that said, um, luck is where preparation meets opportunity. And um, I, I've kind of lived my life by that. As I said, whenever I started, I'd never thought that I'd move into administration. 
But then through observing others, I decided that that was something that I wanted to do. So I got prepared for whenever that opportunity came along. Um, I can remember, I think it was an aspiring administrators, um, Dr. Luna, something that she said um, was that you, you have to wait until it's your turn and you have to wait until the right place opens up for you. And she said it at the time and I thought, oh, that's really great advice. And um, the first administrator job um, that I interviewed for, Mr. Green actually got it, but there's no hard feelings. None at all, because I love working with Mr. Green. He's like grinning at me right now. <laughs> and I, I, I can remember feeling sad at the time. Um, then what happened was in December, Miss Blackley moved on to central office and her position opened in this building. And it was tied to AVID and Health Science Academy and seniors and some things that I was really interested in. So to me, that was a clear example of um, luck, there was opportunity and I was prepared for it. So I, I feel that I'm, I'm kind of in a position where I'm quite young um, to be in the position that I'm in. And I have been very career oriented up until this point in my life. And I'm kind of looking to um, start a family, hopefully in the near future. So I'm really happy being an assistant principal because no day has been like any of the others. And um, I've learned something new every day. I really enjoy where I work. I enjoy working with the team that I work with. I, I learned so much from all of them. So in five years, um, maybe I'll be doing something else. I just, I really stick to, um, I'll know whenever the luck is there, that opportunity will be there and I will be prepared for it. It's everything happens for a reason. You know, we can, we can make plans, you know, whether you're in the classroom getting ready to teach for the day or you're an administrator with a laundry list of things in front of you that need to be done. We can make plans, but um, we have to be ready to adjust five years from now. I don't know. I, I, I have no desire to, to do anything else than what I'm doing right now. I, you know, it's, this is one of those things where every day, you come in, you think of something that you could have done a little better from yesterday. And so every day has its own little challenge of how I can be better. And when I start, you know, I've always been of the, of the mindset that when I start looking too far down the road, then I lose focus of what's right in front of me. And, and today could suffer because I'm looking too far towards tomorrow. My plan for today, tomorrow, five years from now, is just to be in a position to, to hopefully help somebody with something that's going on in their lives. That's, that's as best as I can give you. So what advice would you give others who might be interested in pursuing leadership roles? I think being prepared to reflect constantly. I think teachers by nature are very reflective people. Um, but the amount that I reflect now compared to what I did whenever I was a teacher, um, there's no comparison. I just be prepared to reflect constantly. And if you're not already a very reflective person, start. I would ask for leadership opportunities in your building um, because principals are looking to grow teacher leaders and have capacity in their building but they have to know that you want that. Um, I, I had a teacher in here the other day that um, it, it totally blindsided me that he came in and um, mentioned that like he was wanting all these leadership opportunities. And I was like, 
man, like, why have you never said anything? We would, we've got all kinds of stuff that we would love for you to do. So reach out to your admin team. I, I guarantee you, they want to get you involved and they want to build capacity in their building. Um, just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And then kind of going along with the theme of putting yourself out there is be prepared to be vulnerable, be prepared to say that you don't know and ask questions um, because it's decreased for me a little bit, but I frequent Mrs. Papard's office quite often asking for advice and you're not supposed to know everything. Um, so just being comfortable in the fact that you're going to feel like a lost duck from time to time, but you'll figure it out. Um, because there are a lot of really successful leaders in this district that want to see people succeed. Just to kind of piggyback on what Ms. Walker said, uh, making yourself available. I think that's number one. Um, letting, letting other people know that you want to step up and you want to take on more of a, a leadership role. And, and, you know, in whatever that is, I remember I started off, um, I had the opportunity to coach and then I moved into a teacher leader within the math department for my subject area. I, I was uh, the teacher communication representative for our school. So, you know, there, there are lots of opportunities to, to take on other roles. And the other, the other piece of advice I guess I would give is, is take the time to learn as much about how your school works, how our district works, you know, how things are set up. What is it that makes CMCSS what it is, you know, what are the departments, how are things, um, decided upon, you know, what, what, what goes into making decisions? I think the more you can understand, not only first on your school level, but then at the district level, I think it, it better prepares you to have conversations, um, when you're put into those situations. So that, that would be the best advice I could give. I just want to say thank you. Um, being a former principal, I feel so connected to what you've shared. I'm inspired by the work that you're doing, and I'm just very grateful that you are out there making a difference with students and teachers, so thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. You're both focused on growing and serving other people, and it's just, a, it's really inspiring to hear that. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. Thank you again to our guests, Brandy Walker and Jason Green, for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners. The PL Surge podcast is powered by your learning journey. If you have a professional learning story you'd like to share, you can reach us at plsurge at cmcss.net. This podcast is produced and edited by the professional learning team in the Clarksville-Montgomery County School System. In addition to today's guests, we would also like to give special thanks for this episode to technology integration coaches, Philip Othier, Julie Combs, and Chris Pugh, who helped us work through some technology solutions for this episode. Until next time, keep learning and keep journeying.